Okay, I'm at the University of Sydney at the Charles Perkins Centre, overlooking um, a beautiful skyline of, of trees, big buildings, old buildings. Um, the Charles Perkins Centre has a, 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 is a major uh, undertaking um, in Australia to, to look at obesity and its associated diseases and to find solutions to a problem that most people find intractable. Now, got with me Professor Paul Griffiths, who's a philosopher of science, who's at the Charles Perkins Centre, and uh, um, he's going to talk to us about why it's concerning um, that the American Medical Association and others uh, have started to classify obesity as a disease. So, uh, Paul, what are the issues? Hey, thanks, Stanley. Um, so, some parts of the world, obesity is now officially regarded as, as a disease, and in some parts of the world, people are still resisting that idea. There are some interesting things that uh, recur in newspaper editorials, in uh, academic articles when people are discussing this. One is the idea that, well, they're, they're just objectively, obesity is a disease because it's got a significant genetic component. And now, for obvious reasons, that's a very misguided idea. There are huge, uh, many, many features of um, uh, human behavior that have a significant genetic component. Uh, something can be entirely, if you, for example, introduce a new cultural innovation like reading, then you'll find that some people are good at it and some of them aren't, and there'll be a genetic component to that. That doesn't tell you anything about whether reading is biological or whatever. So that, I think, is a fundamentally misguided idea. Everything is genetic to some extent. That argument doesn't really cut any ice. Then you get a, an almost exactly opposite argument. You'll hear people say, well, look, whether somebody gets obese or not is not really intrinsically about them. It's about them eating too much, not getting enough exercise, having a sedentary lifestyle. So it's kind of not enough about their body to really be a disease. Now that, I think, as a way of thinking about defining disease is also pretty misguided. I mean, many of the diseases from which we suffer are the result of the environment. But there's something to that idea that I'd like to come back to at the end of this uh, little chat. So, something that might surprise people who don't read the literature in the philosophy of medicine, um, bioethics and so forth, is that the majority view amongst people who write about that topic is that whether something's a disease or not is not really a matter of uh, determining biological facts. So, many people believe that uh, diseases are defined primarily normatively. They're a disease is a condition that people have that we as a society don't approve of, would like to see something done about, and we think we can, do, we can intervene using biological mechanisms to do something about it. Okay? Um, I actually myself have a, a more kind of uh, objectivist definition of disease, um, following uh, um, yeah, no point listing authors in the literature in this kind of context, but there are some people who believe this. So I think that for something to be a disease, there needs to be some kind of biological dysfunction, but that's nothing like enough to treat something as a disease. For example, if you take the contraceptive pill, then your reproductive system will clearly not be functioning in the way evolution designed it to, but obviously it would be crazy to say that you have a diseased reproductive system because you're taking the contraceptive pill. So even if there's an objective idea of biologically, this thing's not working very well, that's only part of what you need to count as a disease. So the real question with obesity is, what would be the practical social consequences of deciding to treat it as a disease? Would that, be, would that lead to us um, 
organizing our lives better, improving the way that we live, or would it lead to us living in a, a less effective, less satisfying way, producing all sorts of undesirable consequences? And there's quite a lot of discussion along those lines. One thing people often discuss is stigmatization, the idea that if we say that obese people are diseased, then they will suffer from some kind of stigma, like being labeled as mentally ill, for example. Um, and that's a, that's a really interesting perspective. I've heard very good arguments on both sides. Some people would argue that uh, being told that you have a disease will actually relieve you of a lot of the stigma of obesity. If you have a disease, then you won't be blamed for being weak, for being self-indulgent and so forth. It's a very complicated issue. To be quite frank, I'd like to see a lot more empirical social science research before I said whether I thought stigmatization was a problem. So, if, so, sorry, Stanley, so, 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 so where, where, do you, where do you think the responsibility lies? If it's not about letting people off the hook, um, um, should we be looking at, looking at responsibility more broadly? Well, that's, I think if there was one received idea, one idea that pops up in most people's heads when you say, is obesity a disease? It's the idea that if we call something a disease, we're letting people off the hook. It's not their fault anymore. And I... You know, can't remember the number of times I've heard somebody say, then we're just, people are going to stop trying, they're not going to work, they're going to say, there's nothing I can do, I've got a disease, they're not going to make that effort that's required to be lithe and fit and, and healthy. Um, I guess my view is pretty much the opposite of that. Uh, I think that I'm really not worried about the fact that uh, people who are obese will be let off the hook, because I don't think that people have very much control over whether they're obese. Uh, you know, today, an enormous proportion of people in developed countries are obese. Two generations ago, almost nobody was obese. I don't think we're more feckless than our grandparents were. I don't think we're lazier. I don't think that we're less concerned about being healthy than our grandparents were. In fact, we're far more concerned about it. We live in a an entire set of social arrangements from the larger scale, the way that we make and produce food, down to the details of where, how we physically work on a day-by-day -day basis in our, our offices and how we travel to and from work and what we do on weekends. We're surrounded by a whole organized social system, which means that controlling your weight is a, a lifetime struggle that requires a deep personal commitment. And that's both undesirable and, for most people, very unrealistic. So my main concern is that if we do label obesity as a disease, we're, making, we're giving the message that this is an individual problem, it's to do with my body, and it's something that me and my doctor should be dealing with. Whereas in reality, obesity is something that we can only deal with at the level of politics and at the, only, at the level of our social arrangements of the way that we live and the way we run our economy. Okay, so in a, in a way, classifying obesity as disease you know, could be a move towards um, instrumentalizing the idea of finding a cure for obesity, whereas the, the cure for obesity is less in the, uh, the realms of medicine than in the, in, in the sphere of, of, of a social cure of well, some kind. I think, in fact, the, if you wanted to give a, a slogan for how to deal with obesity, um, would be to go back to one of the founders of public health, uh, Rudolf Virchow, who said, politics is the continuation of medicine by other means. Well put. Thank you very much, Paul. Uh, thank you for your time.